amen, that they've been blessed with in this time. And so we're thankful, God. Thank God for them and appreciate them so much. I want to come. I know he's going to do it. Just obey the Lord, what God's put in his heart. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome, this pulpit again tonight. God bless him. Amen. I wonder, would you give that hand clap unto the Lord tonight? Come on, he's worthy. Come on, he's worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you lift your voice? Would you hand clap tonight? God, I lift my voice to worship you. I lift my voice to give you praise, to give you honor for you and you alone are worthy, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve, God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. God, you're awesome. You're mighty, God. You're good in this house, God. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I was thinking when uh, Pastor Moore said something about uh, coming in uh, early and practicing our sermons, amen, I, I thought about the one time that I actually did do that, and I had been asked to fill a slot uh, at a uh, camp meeting uh, one year. It was the uh, fresh fire. It was a 15-minute slot before service actually started. Uh, I guess I was 25, 26, somewhere in there, and... Uh, so it had to be 15 minutes, and I think that's what intimidated me more than anything else was trying to fit it, didn't want to be too short, didn't want to be too long. And so I actually would walk around the house with my notes, and I would preach, and I would time myself, Brother Ford, to make sure I could get it all in and, and didn't want to leave them hanging with too much suspense. So, uh, but the Lord was with us, amen. He's, he's good to us. He's faithful. And I believe that the Lord's going to show up in this house. He's already here, as a matter of fact. And I, but I believe he's going to show up in somebody's life, somebody's mind, amen. And there will be a notable difference in your spirit and in your heart, and you'll know, hey, I have been in the presence presence of Jesus. Amen. There's a lot of times we come into the house of the Lord and, and people say, man, the presence of the Lord was in that house. But sometimes on a personal level, we leave and, and we, we feel like, okay, maybe what, what did I miss? Or how, how, what, what was going on in me? How did I not see that God was moving and working? But tonight, I pray that each and every one under the sound of my voice tonight would leave here tonight knowing that I have had a visitation from the throne room of God and God is in control of my life. He's in control of every situation, amen, and I am in the palm of his hand, amen. Hallelujah. How many wants to leave here different than the way you came tonight? I said, how many wants to leave different than the way you came tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. How many wants the person beside you to leave different than the way they came? Hallelujah. Amen. I might get a better response like that, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, amen. If you have your Bible, Psalms chapter 3. Amen. Verse number one. Amen. The Lord began to deal with me on this thought, on this uh, passage of Scripture. Amen. This chapter, rather. Amen. Uh, a little bit earlier this week or last week, whatever it is. Amen. And uh, just I'm going to do my best to obey what the Lord has laid on my heart for this service tonight. Amen. And uh, you know, it's not about uh, impressing you. And making you look at me in any certain kind of a way. But my desire, my goal here tonight in the house of the Lord is to deliver a word of the Lord to this church here in Bendale. Amen. And to individuals that are here in the house of the Lord tonight. How many wants to hear from the word from the Lord tonight? I said, How many wants to hear from the Lord tonight? I feel a tremendous burden in my spirit. Amen. And I'm just believing that God's going to have his way in this house. Psalm chapter three. Beginning with verse 1, 
lets us know that this is a psalm of David uh, when he fled from Absalom, his son. Amen. And I really want you to kind of hold on to that because that's going to uh, determine a lot about what we say tonight. That uh, the situation that David was in when this Psalms was written or, or at least when it was birthed on the inside of him. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Amen. I really want to focus our attention. Amen. To that third verse. Amen. Where David said, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. And then in the final verse he could say, salvation belongeth unto the Lord. My blessing is upon thy people. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across this house. And I wonder if tonight, if you'd really just reach down and begin to pray with all your heart that God would talk to you, that God would speak to you, that God would anoint your ears to hear. Come on all across this house. Would you do that right now? Lord Jesus, I come before you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would make a way even where there seems to be no way, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions, and that you would fill me with your holy anointing. God, Lord, I feel your peace and your comfort here in this house right now, God. Lord, I pray that you would rest upon somebody's mind and upon somebody's spirit, God. Lord, that your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage, God. I admit my dependence upon you, God. I pray that you would use me as a tool, as an instrument in the palm of your hand, God. Bind up every broken heart. God, set every captive soul free, God. Open up prison doors to them that are bound in their minds and in their spirits, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would do it in this house, God. Lord, help us, God, to lean on you and to lean on your word and to trust uh, God that you are a deliverer and that you are a healer uh, and that you are in fact the rewarder of those that diligently seek you God uh, anoint every mind God anoint every heart to receive your word God uh, Lord in the mighty name of Jesus Christ God uh, and I pray that if any good thing would happen in this house tonight Lord uh, that it will be said that it was because of your anointing let's clap our hands uh, one more time I wonder what somebody shouting to God uh, with a voice of triumph God I give you glory. God, I give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Come on, anybody feel the wind of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight? I say, can anybody feel the wind of the Holy Ghost tonight? Oh, God, refresh us and revive us by your power and by your spirit, Lord. You're able to do it, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you what the Lord has laid on my heart. Amen. And, and no, I haven't had an opportunity to practice this one. Amen. So you might just have to bear with me for a little while tonight. Is that all right? Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about the lifter up of my head. Amen. The lifter up of my head. Amen. David, as we already briefly mentioned, writes this psalm, or at least it's birthed in his heart during the time that he is fleeing for his life from his own son Absalom. Here Absalom has betrayed his own father and, and won over a good majority of the people in the gates of the city. Uh, he has turned some of David's most trusted advisors against him. And here uh, uh, David finds that he has no choice and no, uh, no other opportunities at the moment except for to flee for his life. And as he makes his way out of the city of Jerusalem, uh, oh, there is such a, a terrible fear such a terrible atmosphere that is in the air this once mighty warrior this once mighty champion finds himself betrayed by his own son finds himself with his son not only seeking his throne but also seeking his life or David finds himself in a situation that's not pleasant and it's not pretty and to make matters worse as he's leaving or there was a man named Shimei uh, that comes and there he begins to shout curses uh, unto David and in 2 Samuel chapter 16 uh, and verse 7 it says and thus said Shimei, uh, Shimei uh, when he cursed come out come out thou bloody man uh, and thou man of Belial the Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul uh, in whose stead thou hast reigned uh, and the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son uh, and behold thou art taken in thy mischief because thou art a bloody man. Can I tell you that David knew in his mind and in his heart that he was innocent of the blood of Saul in his house. He knew that God was the one that had taken care of that for him. As a matter of fact it was David himself that kept himself from shedding Saul's blood. He knew that these accusations were false and earlier in service tonight I begin to feel in my spirit and I begin to feel in my heart that there are men and women under the sound of my voice tonight that people are on the outside of your situation looking into what you're facing and looking into what you're going through and they don't understand what's happening in, their, in your life and they begin to point fingers of accusation and say this is why this is happening the way that it's happening in your life and this is why it feels and looks like uh, everything is falling apart in you. Uh, I've come to tell somebody tonight uh, that God is a good God, uh, that He is a faithful God. Uh, again, I tell you that those that look on uh, and try to find fault uh, and try to find accusation, uh, it's not God's will for you to handle them, uh, but God Himself uh, will take care of His own. Uh, God Himself uh, will see that He is your defense uh, and that He is is your defender. Yeah. David knew that he was innocent of this. But I wondered in my spirit if as he heard, thou art a bloody man. I wonder if his mind 
went back to that meeting that he had with Joab when he sent Uriah to the front line to be slain. And he thought about that blood that was shed. I wonder if his mind went back to that night with him and Bathsheba and him hearing the word and the judgment of the Lord and knowing that the sword was against his house because of his mistakes and because of the decisions that he made. Oh, no doubt as David is making his way out of the city of Jerusalem, no doubt he has his head hung low in shame and embarrassment. Look what's happening in my life. Look what I'm going through. Some of his men spoke up and said, let me go up and silence this man but David spoke and said no leave him alone it could be that the Lord would look on my affliction that the Lord would look on what's going on in my life and that he would requite me good for the cursing that he's making toward my life and toward me oh David said it could be that God would turn this curse into a blessing but no doubt as he walked he walked with shame knowing the mistakes that he had made and knowing that his life had not always been what it should be. And as I studied, I began to look in to body language and how that body language is a very powerful tool. If you could learn to read somebody by the actions that they make with their body, it could tell you a lot about that individual. And can I tell you that looking down is a sign of embarrassment. When somebody is looking down, it could be a sign of shame. And even a sign of defeat. And here David is forced to leave his home. And to leave the kingdom that God had given to him. Just trying to survive and just trying to make it and just trying to get by, to live, to fight another day. Even the great scribe Ezra had to confess this to God in Ezra chapter 9 and verse 6 and said, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blessed to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespass is grown up into the heavens. And I tell you, the must Mistakes and shortcomings have a way of causing us to hang our head and to look down. The mighty scribe Ezra even had to say, Lord, it makes me ashamed to even try to look to you because I know the sin that we have committed. I know the faults that we have made in our lives. I know the roads that we have walked down have not been pleasing to you. Oh, but I want to tell somebody tonight in the house of the Lord that no matter what is going on in your life, there is a God that is good. There is a God that is a mighty healer and a mighty sustainer and a mighty deliverer. And David realized even as he had his head hung down, he realized that anything good in his life was only because of God. He said, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me my glory, and the lifter up of my head. My glory, David said about God. He said, I want you to know that anything good about me is not because of me, 
but it's because of God. Anything awesome about me is not because of me, but it's because of the God I serve. And he has washed me, and he has saved me. Can I tell you that David may have walked with his head held down in shame for a while, but somewhere in the middle of his loss, somewhere in the middle of the betrayal, and somewhere in the middle of the chaos, David realized that God was still making a way in his life. And I tell you, sometimes you might find yourself in an overwhelming situation. The devil might try to remind you of what you used to be and of what you used to do. But can I tell you in the house of the Lord tonight that God can be the lifter up of your head. He can be the one that reaches down right where you are and says, I know where you've been and I know what you've done. But it's because of my mercy that I called you out. It's because of my grace that I've given you a new name. It's because of me that you're able to lift up your head again and know I am for you. David realized I don't have to hang my head because God has washed me and God has cleansed me. Can I tell you, the devil loves to be the accuser of the brethren. The devil loves to pick out all your faults and to pick out all your failures and all your mistakes and try to cause you to hang your head down low when you remember what you used to be and what you used to do. But can I tell you, if God has washed you and if God has cleansed you, then that's more than enough in your life. He can also lift up your head and let you know hey I don't have to focus on my faults I don't have to focus on my failures for God found me where I was and he worked it out in my life he found me when I was broken and he mended my brokenness he found me when I was undone and he became the author and the finisher of my faith hallelujah In Psalms 51, although it's numbered higher than Psalms 3, we know that it was written before that event ever took place. This was the prayer that David prayed when the prophet Nathan came to him and, and exposed to him what was really going on down deep in his life. When David, when Nathan got beyond just uh, going through the motions with David and said, you know what, I've got to tell you what the Lord has told me to tell you. It's not right what you're doing. And it's not pleasing to God what's going on in your life. And there David begins to find himself a place of repentance. And David begins to cry out unto the Lord. And he, he tells the Lord in verse 2, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Oh, David makes sure that he lets the Lord know, God, I know that I've made mistakes. 
Lord. And I know that what I did was wrong. But Lord, I pray that you would wash me. And I pray that you would do a work in my life. In verse 7, he said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I've come to minister to somebody here in the house of the Lord tonight that no matter what you're feeling and no matter how you fail and no matter what you did to cause you to be separated from the goodness of God, if you've already found a place of repentance, you can go ahead and thank God that he has lifted up your head. You don't have to let the devil hang it over your head anymore. You don't have to let the shimmy eyes of this world cause you to remember. But you need to take the devil back to that place where you said, God, wash me. Hey, devil, I want you to see the altar where I ask God to cleanse me. I want you to see the place where I ask God to move in my life. And he lifted up my head and said, I was his own. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? I wonder, would you begin to talk to him right now all across this house? He said, hey, why am I looking down? I know I've made mistakes. I know I've messed up, but I also remember when I fell on my face and I said, God, do a work in me. Oh, God created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Whatever you do, God, just don't throw me away. Don't cast me out of your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Oh, I'm going to ask somebody here tonight, do you feel like you need to be restored unto the joy of your salvation? What you need to do in this house tonight is you need to take your adversary back. You need to take your accuser back and tell him, hey, I know what you're saying about me and that's all right, but God doesn't even remember what you're talking about because God already lifted up my head and said you don't have to be ashamed of what I've delivered you from. You don't have to be ashamed of what I've already forgiven you for. You don't have to walk around wondering because God love me anymore but he's still with you and he's still for you come on he's the lifter up of my head he is the one that lifts me up out of the ruins of my despair can I tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight you don't have to hang your head about your past because Jesus 
has washed you clean. I don't have to hang my head in shame because Jesus has washed my black heart white as snow. Can I tell you, oh God, I need you more than ever before. I need you to work on my life. Come on, there's some that would love to put you back where God already delivered you from. There's some that would like to put you back in the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment and the humiliation that God has already set you free from. But here tonight in the house of the Lord, I've come to bind every spirit that will try to bind you up. I've come to loose you in the mighty name of Jesus and to let you know that he's still holding you up with his free spirit. He's still moving in your life. He is still your redeemer. He is still your restoration. He is still your What's John 2 and 1? says, my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man, any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Can I tell you tonight, I can lift up my head. Why? Because Jesus is my advocate. Jesus fights for me. Come on, he's not sitting around somewhere on the sideline. But Jesus says, you know what? I went to Calvary and I paid a great cost so that my blood could flow down that hill and that my blood could flow over every black heart and wash it white as snow. Come on, is there anybody that feels like David in the house of the Lord tonight? It says, I'll understand what I was and understand the mistakes that I made and the devil is talking to somebody right now and telling you yeah but you already came out one time and you went back but now you think you can come back again I want to tell you under the unction and under the power of the Holy Ghost you're still a child of God come on he's washed you he's cleansed you he taught you I come to let the devil know tonight you gotta let go of their minds you gotta let go in the name of Jesus God said lift up your head lift up your head there's nothing really good about you but God makes you good God is your glory Come on, would you lift your voice for me right now all across the house? Come on, all across this house. Come on, I done told you I didn't come to preach fancy to you. I didn't come to preach pretty to you, but I come to deliver a word to Bendale tonight. I come to deliver a word to some prodigals that have already come back home, but yet you still feel like a prodigal. I come to preach to some that you've come back, and you you look around, and although nobody's judging you, you feel judged, and you feel condemned, because the devil's whispering in your ear, oh, that they're not really going to forget where you've been, and what you done and the mistakes
mistakes that you made. Nobody's really going to let it loose. And nobody's really going to let it go. But I come to tell somebody tonight in the house of the Lord that God's grace is greater than any finger pointing. God's grace is greater than anything that will try to hold you down. God's grace is enough to cause you to lift up your head and to give him thanks for the work that he's done in your life. God's grace is enough to cause you to lift up your eyes. In Psalms 27, my wife would make her way to the music. Verse 5, you can be seated. David said, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And what happens after he puts me up on that rock? And David said, now that I'm up on that rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Oh, David said it is the Lord that in the time of trouble he hides me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he hides me. He's taken my foot. He's taken me and set me up upon a rock. I couldn't see everything that he was doing before because when I tried to look up all I could see was the enemy that had me surrounded all I could see were my foes and my adversaries all I could see were my failures and my shortcomings all I could see were the mistakes that I had made but God put my foot on a rock and now my head is lifted up above my enemies and now I see hey I've still got a right to sing praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There is some here tonight that the devil, the adversary has told you you're not worthy to sing. You're not worthy to worship. You're not worthy to give glory and to give honor to God. But now that my foot's on the rock, I can see God as His hand on my life. I come to tell somebody tonight the enemy's had you fenced in long enough. God is the lifter up of your head. God, I'm trying to lift my hands, but Satan keeps reminding me. You did it again, boy. You messed up again, son. When will you ever get it right? I'm telling you what needs to happen in this house. Somebody needs to take the devil down to that place. And show him that old grave where you buried yourself in repentance.
come on right now all across this sanctuary right now come on I've come to tell somebody tonight that God is the lifter up of your head oh when the adversary says look down when the adversary says you're not good enough you take him to Calvary and you show him the cross and you show him the nails and you show him the crown of thorns and you remind him that while I was a sinner God died for me while I was a broken mess God moved in me come on I'm tired I'm tired of the shame and the guilt that Satan's trying to bind you with. Come on, I'm tired of the false accusations that Satan's trying to riddle you with. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. Here in Bendale, here in this house, here in this sanctuary, here in this refuge, there is a God that says, lift up your head. Lift up your head. Have I not called you? Have I not anointed you? Come on all across this house tonight. Come on all across this sanctuary. Come on. Come on. It's time for somebody to look up. It's time for somebody to look up in this place. Come on. Your past does not define who you are. But the one that delivered you from your past defines who you are. He says what you are. He says who you are. You are a child. You are an inheritor of the grace of God. David, you're a bloody man. David, you've made mistakes. David, you failed God. Hey, come here, devil. Let me take you back to that place where I said, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Let me take you to that place where I said, God, whatever you do, don't take your presence from me. Don't cast me out. But God, uphold me. Come on, I didn't come. I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom tonight. But I came with a message from the throne room of God. It says, look up. You've looked down long enough. You've allowed the adversary to intimidate and impede the will of God in your life long enough. It's time to look up. There's men and women under the sound of my voice that God has used you in the gifts of the Spirit. 
that God has woken you up in the middle of the night with dreams and with visions. But Satan has told you you're not worthy to be partakers in the gifts of the Spirit. Satan has told you that you're not worthy when tongues and interpretation would go out. You're not worthy to step up and be used by God. But I come to let the devil know tonight you need to pack your bags and leave in the name of Jesus because what God has cleansed, let no man call dirty what God has redeemed. I come to preach to the heart tonight. I come to preach to the heart tonight. There's young ladies here tonight. There's some young men here tonight. Come on, I'm tired of Satan intimidating our young people. I'm tired of Satan intimidating our young men and our young ladies. Come on, it's time for you to rise up and be what God has called you to be. It's time for you to rise up and stand in the gap and make up the hedge. It's time for you to be sold out to God with everything that is within you. Why? Because God can lift up your head and God is your glory. I mean, it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people think about you. You just tell them any good thing about me. It's only because of him. Don't you see that baggage? I come to... I talked to an elder bird of brother tonight. God, I've been here. I never left the house. Oh, but when that particle came on, Pastor Moore, you got excited. But I've been here day after day, year after year. tell you elder elder brother and when I say elder I'm not talking about an age but I want to tell you could it just be that that prodigal that you're pointing fingers at could it just be that part of the reason why they came back because they, they saw the blessings of God that was still on your life could it be that they looked at you and your children and they said, oh, God, I've messed up. I made a mistake. If I'd have just stayed in the house. <laughs> God help me. God help me. God help me. 
Where's the fatted calf out there? I'll help you butcher him up. I'll help you lay out the meal. My family's come home. My brothers come home. My sisters come home. Oh, God, help us. Where's that new robe? Let me put it on my brother. Let me put it on my sister. Let me let them know that there's still a place for you in the house of God. Come on. Right now I'm digging in the spirit. I'm digging in the Holy Ghost all across this house tonight. I want to let you know that God is able to restore any vessel. God is able to make another vessel out of any vessel that's mine. Oh God. Oh God. Would you reach over to somebody close to you? Come on, if you're deep in prayer, that's fine. Don't 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 hinder yourself on what you're doing. But if you can, would you reach over to somebody close to you? Paul said, No, you're not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And he lists off some sins and fornication some effeminates and he, he lists off some drunkards and some revilers and some adulterers and he says none of these things or oh, those things that cause you to hang your head those things that cause you to feel shame but Paul was quick to let him know and such were some of you But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Oh, my sin caused me to hang my head. Oh, but one day God washed me and he said, hey, I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to sanctify you and I'm going to justify you by my name and by my spirit. And I was baptized in a watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for them that is in Christ Jesus. That condemnation you feel is not of God. <laughs> Such was some of you. You ought to pray for God to shine a spotlight on your soul. You ought to pray for God to search you. Oh, God, move in my life. Come on, God's doing some deep works here in the house of the Lord tonight. Oh, God's doing some deep works here in the house of the Lord tonight. Come on, you ought to really pray for your brother. You ought to really pray for your sister. I'm talking about getting down to business with God. Oh, God, help us. I 
I want everybody to plug in. I want everybody to plug in. Come on, if you've been hanging back on the fringe, would you make your way up here tonight? Come on, if you've been hanging back, would you make your way up here tonight? Come on, come on, come on. Oh, there's nothing too dirty. That you can make worthy. You wash me, Jesus. You wash me in mercy. Oh, I am clean. I am clean. Not because of works of my own righteousness, but by his blood. Nothing too dirty. Get all across this house. Wash. 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 Wash.